friends. Hey. What's up, people? So happy to be here. Super happy to be here. Super happy to be back. It's It's been a week, but... It has been a week. I actually want to address that. So we didn't upload an episode last week. We apologize. Life has been crazy. My job's crazy. Bree's job is crazy. We just can't catch a break. And like, this is our number one priority. But it just, like, unless we just get the views and we can quit our job. um... And I feel like that's your responsibility, (laughs) the people listening, to be honest. (laughs) No, honestly, last week. Brie was supposed to come over on Tuesday and there was an actual tsunami here (laughs) where I live. It like floods really bad. Yeah, thanks for looking out for me. And uh, yeah, honestly, even if I wasn't looking out for you, you wouldn't have made it because it was so bad. I needed Jason's boat, right? You needed Jason's boat. Literally, the flooding here is so bad. That's like the one negative thing I have to say about Midtown. Yeah, because it doesn't happen over in Brickell. No. Well, it does, but like way, way, way on yeah. the water. Yeah. But like, it was so bad. So we're back. We're back this uh, week to recap um, Katie's show, Katie's, you know, life basically. Oh, Stella's doing zoomies. Stella has the zoomies. It's okay. <laughs> she needs a haircut so bad. She's like yellow right now. <laughs> She has the zoomies from your sock. Um. (laughs) I don't know where they find them, but like every time I look at them, (laughs) they have a sock. My dogs don't like socks. They love socks. And if you allow her near my underwear. Oh, see, I know mine. Game over. Game over. I have lost so many underwear to her. So what we're going to do today is we're going to recap last night's episode of the bachelor and then as far as last week's episode goes we're just going to touch on the high spark points. note we're going to spark we're going to spark note that bitch all right <laughs> we are because let's be real the main takeaway from last week was fucking carl i can't and it's so funny because we did it carl he's he's in my brain as the loser motivational speaker that we lurked on instagram in miami i was like he's probably like your neighbor or something imagine if we see him um it's he is so awful he is it's so bad his followers are definitely fake confirming like his twenty-two thousand whatever followers and then remember he had like a hundred likes and we were like okay this is probably it's so bad like honestly like I got to the point where, like, I just felt bad for him. But then at the same time, I'm like, why did you say that? But I have a theory. Maybe he knew about Thomas. And maybe that's who he was talking about. Or do you think it was just a coincidence? I think it was a coincidence because I don't even know if they were that good of a friends. Because, like, even the person who Carl's rooming with was like, you, like, you're my roommate and, like, you just fucked us over. Yeah, it was so bad. And honestly, like, I don't know the point of what it was. I think he just got really insecure. Totally insecure. And he was like, what? The first thing that came to his head was like, these guys aren't here for the right reasons. No. And totally. And like, he knows he put himself in a pickle because you can tell by his mannerisms. No. And so Katie ends up sending him home and he doesn't even say bye to her. Like, he literally had his back towards her just staring at the guy i think i was paying attention to what guys were said by to him that i missed him not saying by you then you missed the most important part which was it was so bad she 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 doesn't call him and then caitlin comes in and botches the iconic line of gentlemen if you did not receive a rose tonight Take a moment and say your goodbyes. That's all she had to fucking say. That's the iconic Chris Harrison line. And instead what she said was, gentlemen, if you did not receive a rose, I'm so sorry. And please say your goodbyes. How do you fuck that up, Caitlin? How she's do you not practicing. Yeah, she's not practicing. This Everything like- about her bothers me. I don't care who gets upset with me. She fucking bothers me. I want to make it clear, though, that her fiance is the love of my life there's just that <laughs> she alex gets like a little little cuckoo when she when she talks about caitlin because she wants to bang jason so she's like a little that is jealous. correct that is um, not wrong at all 
he um fucking but Carl so he loser does, pants that's what i have in my notes carl loser pants carl loser pants thank god he's gone he thank doesn't god even gone. say bye to caitlin i mean to katie he doesn't say bye to her he like turns her back towards he turns his back on her he's just staring at the guys and they want nothing to do with him and then he awkwardly dismisses himself it was so awkward i honestly like my stomach hurt like my stomach hurt so i would like to see like a follow-up of what has he posted like there can't be one person that supports him it's so bad um so happy he's gone but one other thing from that previous episode was her one-on-one with greg yes yes So so let's talk about that okay so i thought that in the beginning i was like why isn't he contribute to the conversation i was like is he a dud like i feel so bad saying that but i was were you thinking the same thing like she was pouring her heart out and he would just like nod or say something so literally the same exact thing in the moment i was like damn like she's literally crying she's having to comfort herself because you're not giving what you're supposed to give you're not doing the thing you're not doing the thing but then in the it dinner portion makes 100 percent sense he admits that his dad passed away as well he, and i think what he was going through while she was opening up was just his own set he wasn't ready really, to share yeah and so when he cries in the dinner date i'm like oh now i understand why you were so reserved while she was opening up to you because you were having to comfort yourself silently and that's pretty rough too. And it seems like he hasn't really talked about it or shared it much because no, it's no. pretty recent. Like it's only been two years. Um, you can tell that he was, I, I don't want to say uncomfortable was the word, but you could tell that he was extremely underprepared for that level of intimacy on the first date and when you're sharing your grief with somebody it's extremely intimate it's extremely vulnerable and i don't think he was prepared for that no because i got like they definitely have a crush on each other but it's not like week five where you have a, a really strong connection like they legit just met you're almost trying you're not faking it but you're in the moment like do i like this person she's obviously really into me you're 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 feeling it out Mm -hmm. then on top of it she just releases a bomb that is very very overwhelming in the moment hard to take in and then the odds that this has happened to you and you're still grieving what are the odds what are are the odds i thought it was so sweet though that they both like were able to connect on this level Mm -hmm. and him being that vulnerable and crying when he starts crying that is not something that i expected and i don't even think she expected it because her face was kind of like what is happening but i think their shared experience brought them to a level of closeness that she is not going to experience with half of the men that are there oh i already called it just from that alone he's a top he's a front runner like just from that from that emotional connection that she is not going to be able to get with and honestly i think she made up her mind right from the jump that she liked him and like he didn't even need to do anything for her to have considered him to be a front runner anyway but when he drops that bomb like i'm sorry but i think he's like top two top three because oh i think he's probably the winner you think he's a winner? Honestly, after seeing her date with Michael, I'm like, I'm obsessed Katie, with him. like, who else? But like, who else? To just one more comment about the Greg thing. Like, she has this date, like, reminding her um, Greg of her dad, the camping, the this and that. But the, Greg, the, like, the, couldn't have been, f- like, the farthest opposite of, like, a camper. Like, he was me on the date. Like, that is literally do, that's, you. No, no, that's me in a nutshell. Yes. You could just even tell, like, his outfit that he came in, it was like, he was, like, going to the bar, and no, no, he was, no. like, going to camp, sitting on the bucket. He was not. And she and accepted it. it. She did. Here's the thing. Do I think that they're cute together? Yes. Do I think that they're compatible? No. I don't think that he should be her final choice. Because I just don't think that they carry 
the same energy and it's not to say and and here's the thing like you can be in a total opposite relationship as far as energy goes but there has to be a level of synchronicity within your relationship and i don't think that they have it i could be wrong and maybe that could change as the season progresses but off the rip i don't think that long term they are compatible that's all i'm gonna say i feel like he's very repressed with his emotions whereas she's more outspoken and that could create conflict in their relationship because he is very uncomfortable with the with the idea of really opening up it's like a matt and um rachel sitch yeah and even though he opened up on his date i felt like he was obligated to because the loss of his father is such a big thing that you can't hold back when somebody else is talking about their loss it's kind of like why didn't you tell me when we were talking you know what i'm saying so he had to but i think moving forward he's not the type of guy to be like i'm upset because of this this and this and we should work on this this and this no he's like the one that you have to shake and be like you're making me so fucking angry because you're not explaining what's going on with you and it's almost those relationships that like on the outside it seems all great but their communication internally everything behind closed doors bad news bears they fight for it fight for it it was never gonna work and And there are some women that can handle men like greg but i don't think katie is one of them because i think katie's love language is words of affirmation and she needs that and i don't think that he is available to do that for her that's that's kind of that's a really good call that's my whole wrap up on the Greg situation. And if I were to compare Greg to another one-on-one that I absolutely adored from the beginning to the very end, it's Michael. And Michael is capable of delivering words of affirmation. Michael man, is everything. I'm in love with him. No, Michael is is everything. What a I have gentle... Michael for... If, uh, if he doesn't win, he needs to be the lead. He needs, he needs to be the bachelor and and okay and i don't mean this the way that it's gonna sound i'm gonna try to articulate it the best way i know how but he has such a feminine energy and not in a gay way not in a gay way at all what i mean to say is like when it comes to like masculine energy i guess masculine energy is more like reserved more level-headed more observant whereas feminine energy is more communicative more uh caring empathetic he carries that and it is so special you hit the nail on the head because i was thinking like not that he's gay but it's no, totally the feminine no, vibes and i, I was get thinking, a gay vibe at I, all. I think he's slightly delish. i love I him got it slightly but yes. but now that you said it it's totally feminine feminine vibes of exactly what you're saying but that just like a safe space off. like just such a safe energy like i absolutely adore him Agreed. i adore him so much and i just think he's such a good person and maybe he wasn't the way that he was always but i think the loss of his wife is something that like really molded him to who he is into such a beautiful person honestly like i i love him no and we've we have never to talk about him. we will get in the episode now but we've mm-hmm. never seen anyone like that before never never and like for me i have so much respect over the way that he refers to laura his wife and like crying i'm like what because he he's not forgetting for a slight ounce that she that she was his his love his everything she he will always be in love with her but the way he transitioned it to for katie was just so i literally get emotional like it i I was like speechless. I just can't help but feel like Laura was the real love of his life, like his true soulmate, and my heart breaks that he lost her. Like my heart fucking breaks. No, I we'll we'll get into more yes, detail about it, it, but no, I agree. Um and you can tell that that's why he's doing everything he can like for himself now. Like he even said like he knows like I'm sure having a partner is really important to him. So he's like, I need to take time to do this for myself, even if I might not be ready. Like, I want to go full in here for the right reasons. And he even said to Katie, like, if not, like, I'm going to leave. Like, he's not wasting yeah, any time. No. Because and he's not using his, 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 
he's not using his wife as a, a story yeah. uh, it's not that at all at least that's not the vibe that i get no and more than anything he's just like he's just pure oh my god i just i love him so let's jump right into yesterday's episode we're just gonna jump right into the group date what is the point of having nick vial there when he literally didn't do anything <laughs> Um, I really don't appreciate you talking about my man. I that know that you're mad. That I know way. that you're mad. But um, like, think about it though. Like, he was in the beginning of the ep- in the beginning of the group date, and we never saw him again. The cameras didn't I, even pan over. Because I feel like they t- cut so much shit out. They did. Because there's no way that some of the responses that some of the guys had, like he for sure would have said something. Oh, especially absolutely. to Thomas. So I was like. Are we not getting the full clips here at that, all. He, that we missed? Because he, now that he has his own podcast where he's like so now more than ever in tune with like men, responses, relationships, like he wouldn't let that slide. No, he wouldn't. I'm sure he had a lot of things to say because he loves to hear himself talk and we just didn't get it because they just edited out. Yeah. I also want to comment on he's like in a relationship right now yeah, and he's I'm like fully in love with her. No, no, no. I'm obsessed with them. They're my favorite couple to follow on Instagram. I've never seen him in love with somebody the way that he is in love with that girl. It's everything of the sort. She, She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Confident in herself. Um, she posted this dress from Rag and Bone. I, and I no, I it. same. I need that. Same, dress. My friend sent it to me, and I and I need it as well. I think I clicked, but I think like there's always one person that could change a man who might like. I always say this. Like I hate to say this about myself, but like even with Jason, for example, like there was only going to be one person I hope that could change him and his bad habits and like when you know it's that person like you're willing to do what it takes and I feel like for Nick like she is that person for him he's willing to cut all of the bullshit and fully invest in her and you're just seeing a side of him that I just I don't know I'm just so obsessed with them like he's so sweet his captions with the dog are just everything (laughs) of the sort um they are so great she was like film they were watching the episode together and when he like walked out she was like and um i have a girlfriend named natalie like she was just being so funny (laughs) um but i thought the date overall was like a little weird sitting in the dark in the circle it was was almost like like they were like an aa they were i I love you so much i go we got an aa meeting going on (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm brianna and i am an alcoholic like i was waiting for them to like raise their hand and be like i am this that's what not to mention um, that lighting is so harsh, and Katie looked gorgeous. And I was like, if you put me in that lighting, like, all those guys are leaving. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> it's like yellow. No, and it's like so intense. The yeah. date, the date in total, the date overall was just extremely intense. But let me tell you something. I was into it. Like, why, why? why don't we do this every season like i want to get to the nitty-gritty like let's get deep because from the beginning yeah man because every every freaking season every time the lead and the contestant get together it's always like i've never felt this way before yeah me either i've never felt this way i have such a strong connection it's it's like literally all that it's just fluff yeah i I kind of like appreciate having them like dive deep and like get really down to the bottom of things yeah no i i agree because you might as well let it out now because even if it was something that was kind of stupid like oh i cheated or all this this and that like at least you're getting somewhat a feel of that person correct without having to get even deeper correct can we talk about how thomas like what the fuck i thomas the biggest loser what are you doing? He admits like, that he went on the show not necessarily for the right reasons and knew it could be a good platform. Um, Thomas. For, have what, you never what? seen this fucking show before? Not to mention, why do you have to add insult to injury and say, oh, just a week before I went on a date? I know. I'm going on his Instagram. Why? Why? Like, literally, why? But literally, you're, like, nothing great. So why do you think that... Like, what were you... what? what platform are you trying to get out of like what what do you have to bring to the table that if you make it far here what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing why if you see that all the men are getting deep and personal why is that the avenue that you choose 
to go down. It was honestly so pathetic and like how he was smiling and like he was just so cringy at most of the men were either crying or share something so fucking personal and that's the route that you go. It was pathetic. I have no words. It was pathetic. Um, I'm trying to find his um, last name, but I did think that Hunter, um, he's like a little scary, but I thought he was really sweet. Why does he always look like he's about to have an allergy attack? He has such a red nose. Yeah, he does. But he's like really genuine. I also didn't know that he had two kids. Me neither, and a failed marriage. And um, what did you get out of that story? Because I couldn't tell if maybe he just threw himself into work and neglected his marriage, or if he just had an affair. I think it's the latter. But it's it was really cryptic the way that he described. Agree. It. it was kind of. It seems like he. Did he say he had an affair? No, he said that he just. Like, neglected his family. He, he, yeah, he was trying to keep his family together, but in doing so, he tore them apart because he just, like, was really, really busy with work, and or at least that's what he said he was doing. That's what he said. He goes, at least that's what I was. I said I was doing. Okay, so then he must have cheated. I think he cheated. He cheated. Um, and honestly, he looks like he would hire a hooker. That's all I'm going to say. That's a... Yeah, I agree <laughs> totally on that one. Um, or, like, a stripper. I feel like he would bang a stripper. For sure. Like, stick his weenie in a hole. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was hoping like what's his relationship with his kids now like I just maybe a few more to add on to it because yeah. we didn't know any of that so now we're I'm really happy that you you know are working on it or I don't even know he didn't even say like I know Connor said he he said what he did and then he said the actions that he took to like better himself I'm wondering with Hunter like so how are you I think Hunter's using... a good guy, though. No, he is. I, I feel that vibe. I don't feel like he's a bad guy. No, no, no. But I'm just You know wondering... who I feel is a bad guy? And I really don't like him. And his his level of ego to assume that we all believe that he's such a good, high moral vibe is really just a lie is Aaron. I really don't fucking like him. Aaron, Aaron. Who's Aaron? Aaron is the tall one. The one that has a problem with everybody. The one that had a problem with the guy that ended up leaving and the one who now has a major issue with Thomas. Oh, the tan one. Yes. Something's up with him. What the fuck is that guy's problem? Something. Like, listen, I don't think Thomas is an A-plus person, but, like, you have issues. You need to see a therapist. Like, the level of rage... That you disperse over something so small and your inability to just shut the fuck up and deal with your own set of issues is alarming. Like, I've never seen somebody so easy to just flip a switch. And then the worst part is that he's kind of like a natural born leader. And so he knows how to rile up everybody else in the room. Like, guy, if you want to be mad, be mad on your own. Why are you trying to start a fucking revolution and get all these other guys upset or the same level of, of upset with you? No, I, I cannot stand him at all. I agree. Like, um, he is unwell. But he also, like, he... he he's so strong in his words of like having a problem with everyone but then when he has his time with katie like he doesn't give off he doesn't say shit like yeah exactly he's a a man of like little words with her exactly which is which is alarming and it's a red flag because it's one thing to be like someone with a high moral compass to be kind of like hey thomas like dude you shouldn't have interrupted me but he doesn't do that he likes to get other people riled up before he says anything because he prefers to come at you with multiple voices instead of just his own because he's a pussy excuse me excuse my language i'm getting riled up myself Uh, i don't like him i don't like him no i think so too but they keep like fucking flashing him on the like they keep no the cameras love him yeah they do the cameras love him they do um why is he so mad I don't know because he got his way when the other guy left. Like it, then it should have been that should have been it. And you know what? I actually want to make a comment on that. So we kind of brushed over that because that happened last week. But when she asked Taisha and Caitlin if she should send, um, was it Carl? Was it was it Carl? Yeah, it was Carl. She had asked Taisha and Caitlin if she should send Carl home because. Um, the virgin had approached her in the middle of the rose ceremony and said what Carl told you was a lie. 
Oh, it's yes. at the top of this episode. I'm sorry. It was at the top of it last started night's with, episode. Yeah, 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 started with that. Excuse me. But um, when she asks them if she should have sent them, I would have told her no. I would have said, even if you don't like Carl, keep him for another week because you don't want all these guys to think that they can influence you and your decision making. You need to say, thank you and I respect you all for telling me, but I'm going to come to that decision on my own. Even if you've already decided to send Carl home because you don't like him. Yeah. Because now what's happening? She sent Carl home. All the guys are like, yeah, Katie's not fucking around. Like, she's going she's gonna to clean house. But it's never going to be enough because there's only one person that can go home with her at the end of this. So you, all you idiots are going to turn on each other and because you think that she's going to listen to you, you're all going to put every week your two cents in on one other person. Which I think that's honestly what starts happening. And that's what's happening. Now it's Thomas. Next week it's going to be Greg. The week after that it's going to be Michael. Because like everyone, every uh, every episode that it foreshadows, someone's crying. There's like a big thing. Yeah. Apparently like the season wraps up faster than it yeah. should. So I would have so. kept Carl just as... Just to let everybody know that I'm here to make my own decisions. I want nothing to do with Carl, and I am going to send him home, and I believe all of you, which I wouldn't tell them that. In my own mind, I'd be like, I believe all of them. I should send him home. But I'm going to keep him because I don't want them to think that they can just manipulate me. Yeah. You know? Because now it's now Thomas is the target. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's a really, really good call. So, Caitlin and Tasha should have told her that. My personal opinion. They well, said and that. it's kind of like we haven't really gotten much of Tisha and Caitlyn, so no at all. I don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but it's for you for them to just like quickly say that without really giving her a little more support as to like they know the drill with like how the behavior goes and yeah. each week um, they should have us there. No, we should be the. I would give bomb advice. Palm advice, non-judgment, like, unless they're, like, loser pants. Um, but I thought that Katie opening up, because I was like, is she going to open up now? Um, very not what I was expecting. Mm-mm. But I, I really admire her for sharing that and her strength to not let it define her. But to find her way to navigate through that situation and come out better. But also acknowledge, like, you shouldn't shame someone if they're not ready. Like, I just love how she made it, like, a 360 approach, not to just um, consent. Like, it was, like, multiple ways that I feel like anyone can take something away from that. I think it explains so much because in last week's episode with the whole, like, bed and the poem, like sex thing remember last week when they had like the whatever i immediately walked away from that episode and i said i think she uses the power of her sexuality as a defense mechanism because i think what she really wants is romance because when the virgin i'm sorry i don't remember is his name justin i don't fucking know his name the virgin virgin. um i had it when he sits down and he like opens up to her she cried she literally cried and I was like I think what she really wants more than anything is romance and she uses sexuality as a way to defend or to create a wall or a barrier around Mike. the vulner- Mike around the vulnerability of romance and then when to hear what she went through it all kind of makes so much sense it's almost like she reclaimed her sexuality in a way to establish power within herself and her body. And I am very surprised that she opened up about that to all those men all at once, you know? Because yeah. that, that can't be easy. No, it can't be easy. And I feel like she kind of, similar to Greg, where he kind of had no choice, like all of these, all of the guys on that date really opened up to the next level. So I feel like she owed them something to that degree of like, okay, you guys, you know, let me share something that, you know, has affected me and probably, like, in her past relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do agree to what you said about, like, it's almost like a defense mechanism because she's not saying, like, she's wants to have sex with everyone and mm-hmm. she's, like, this big sex mama. Like, she's just saying that she's confident within herself, her, you know, 
what comes with being a woman and to be proud of who you are. So I think just overall, I, she, she, every week she's just like wowing me, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think she's doing an incredible job just overall. And she has so many qualities that like leads that they should have looked for in leads. And was I like, I honestly was like a little speechless after hearing it. Like, I honestly didn't know what to think or say as I was watching it. But I feel like, like she said, she said that she feels like it was a weight off her chest. Didn't she say that after she shared it? Yeah, she said that. And she also said that her mom didn't know. So I wonder how her mom felt watching it. Yeah, and I would love to know, because I still feel like we don't know Katie. Like, I know I said that last time, but I'm still wanting to learn more. So what is her relationship with her mom? Maybe a little bit about her growing up. Maybe, like, also past relationships as well. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I still don't know her. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to get there, though. I think she's, I think she's comfortable with the... I think she's comfortable opening up. I really do, because think about it she opened up to greg and she doesn't know him and then she opened up to a full circle of men that she also doesn't know no she means business yeah so let's get to the group date cocktail hour i'm sorry why did she show up in a blazer what i literally put here that she is wearing a gray sack eventually she takes the gray sack off and the outfit is worse and the ponytail, it's almost like she shacked or something and like took and the someone's ponytail it's so bad with the gray. Like it was. I was and the, like, and why? The makeup. I was like, why? Why? It was like big on big. It was not cute. No. It, it was so. It was just not cute. No. No. Um. But Connor takes her first, and that's the scene that I think um. You you weren't well on. I I have to agree. Um. He aggressively starts kissing her face after he tells her that she has a way of seeing people, which I do agree. She does have a way of seeing people because, honestly, most of the men say that to her. But the way that he kisses her, mind you, the way he kissed her in the cat outfit, then he said he needed to do the redo, he grabs the clump of her hair, he continues to, like, be so scary. He is absolutely (laughs) vomitous. Everything about that man upsets me. <laughs> I do not like him. I don't care what anybody says. He literally, if I could describe him in a color, it would be lime green puke with brown. Like pukey. Oh, it's horrible. He's the worst. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if anybody tells me I'm being mean. He bothers me so fucking much. He is so fake. I think that's what it is for me. He is so fake. He wants to be liked so bad that he's willing to just fake everything. The the whole come here and it was so bad. So bad. I just and then he and then she ends up giving him a rose. I know. What? Because I can't read her still. I'm like, like, even with her with Thomas, I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? So let's talk about that because she asks him, she sits down and he says, um, she said, you have a whole list of red flags. And she said, I want to hear them. Yes. And then he says something that I quoted here. I wrote down. He says, in getting here, I didn't ask for you. What does that mean? Oh my God. I thought i heard the same thing and i was like that was kind of rude what what does that mean like i didn't ask for you like did you want someone else i didn't get that and then he has this he does in fact have this ability to just kind of gloss over things he is kind of a politician in the way that he answers questions which is a huge red flag i would not I, I would have kicked him out just based off that one interaction because she you shouldn't have to ask somebody a question twice and both times not get 
any type of valuable answer. But then he spins it every time back on her to fluff it up like he's the best thing ever. Because he dodges the question... She's like, oh, you really, you avoided the question. And he, and then he says, oh, ask me again. You can ask me anything. And I'm like, she did ask you. And then he said, I don't ever. And then like, after she said it again, he said, I don't want a second of doubt to come into the feelings that we have. I want you to know that my intention is we're leaving getting married. How does it go from... Um, and honestly, honestly, I feel like she she could have pushed for it. It's definitely in her to really push for answers because we saw it in the last season. Um, in whose season? <laughs> Fucking A, I have no Matt. memory. Matt, whatever, Matt. She is capable of doing that. But I think in the moment, she didn't really want to argue. And I think that she's made up her mind that she's not going to keep him on for much longer. Because she's not with the shits. She's not with the bullshit. She really isn't. And she could have pushed him, but I didn't think that she was... I don't think that she wanted to. I don't think that she wanted to exhaust that type of energy. For real. I think that she made a conscious decision within herself to just not push further, even though she is very well capable of doing so. No, and I think in her mind, she knew, like, he's full of shit. Yeah. But then also, I didn't understand why... Because she... Um, cause didn't she say after, after he said like, I want you to know that my attention is we're, we're leaving, getting married. And she was like, we'll see or something. And then they got up. She like kind of dismissed him. He left. He starts fucking tweaking like, oh yes. fuck, I fucked up. Then he comes back, totally manipulates her again, says he's in love with her. And she like falls for he it. He doesn't say that he's in love with her. He never says that. That's the thing. He never ever tells her, I am falling in love with you. He does not say that at all. Because I rewatched it because later when he tells the guys that he said that, I was like, no, you fucking didn't. So then I rewind it. And sure enough, he does not say that. What, what he, he says, what he says is that he tells Katie that he feels of, he feels a very like strong way about her and he feels a strong pull to her and then they kiss hmm. that's what he says he never once says i'm falling in love with you or i can see myself falling in love with you or i can see myself in love with you at the end of this he doesn't say any of that not one not at any point at least that's not what we saw but then why did he say that to the guys because he's kind of a fucking liar no, he's a psycho. He's kind of a liar. I think what he tried to do, I think in fact, I think he is a I think he is a liar. I really do. I think that he is a liar. And what he does is he uses the things like, I have so many red flags that I can tell you about. I think he thinks that by saying that, he comes across more honest because he's incapable of real honesty. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if he says, if he says, "Oh, I have a lot of red flags," He thinks that's going to make him look more honest. He thinks he thinks that to somebody that he's saying that to, they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, look, he, he told me that he has red flags. Like, he's so acknowledging his fault. It creates, yes, it creates this sense of trust because you've now just admitted to having faults, faults. But really what it is, is just his way of creating a false sense of security. Because when you follow up on that, he's not going to open up to you. He's not going to tell you anything. He keeps dancing in circles. Yes. A hundred percent. And might I be clear that even though I feel that way about Thomas, I still feel that Aaron is really problematic. Over Thomas. In general. This is a man. So the reason I bring up Aaron is because Thomas interrupts him and Aaron immediately goes back to the guys to start this campaign of let's get Thomas out of here. And the way that I view Aaron, I just view him view him as somebody that is really incapable of really picking their battles. He's very irritable and he kind of just goes from zero to 100 really, really quick. And I feel like that's a really, really big red flag in a partner because there's no middle ground. There's no way to address issues or resolve issues with somebody who just exacerbates 
every fucking no, thing. No, he's like the person that you're at a restaurant and like the food comes out like the wrong way and it's a full-blown meltdown. Like, like throws everything up. He leaves the restaurant. He leaves you at the restaurant. Like, no, and he like will write, like he will write like a crazy one-star review. Get all his friends to write one-star reviews and the person loses their restaurant. That, and they that probably break up with you and then three days later be like, I'm so sorry. Oh, like, and I if had- you side with the waitress... You're done. You're done. <laughs> You're done. You're fucking done. No. Ew. I, I could never, ever... I could never, ever be with somebody as problematic as that. Absolutely not. No. He just seems so... Ugh. Just very... No. No. But he also is... He knows that everyone currently is, like, anti-Thomas. So he was like, let's get it worked up type of thing. You know? Because mm-hmm. he wants everyone on his side. But, of course, Connor B gets the fucking group rose. So happy for him. Um, Ew. <laughs> but out of everyone, I guess, there, like, who else would have gotten it? You know? Mm. Yeah. I guess. But as we move on to that and we get on Michael's one-on-one, he is everything I know we talked about him in the beginning. We'll talk about him at the end. We'll talk about him next week. We'll hopefully talk about him until the end of time. Um, But the date starts with, and I was just like so happy his face when he got the date card. Like he's been waiting for it. Like we haven't really seen much of him. And he's been so fucking respectful of just the whole process that like his face lit up because he has this this heavy topic that he wants to share with Katie. He knows that like time is limited, which is just so sad that like he knows he has to talk about this, how he was talking about it with the two others that he was at the house with. Like he's just such a good guy. I trust him so much that if he ever turns out to be anything other than what i imagine him to be i would be so disappointed but he is just to me my first impression of him right off the bat is just a genuine nice honest man and they're so they're so hard to come across so hard and i think if there was a time that he wasn't like this, it's he is this way now because he experienced loss. And when you experience loss, it has this way of like humbling you and making you more appreciative about time and relationship and just and life important. in general like, learn- and what's important. And like it makes you it makes you get down to the nitty gritty of what really matters and be in the moment every single time he is present every single time and that's the thing with men i think it's so hard to find men who don't have this huge sense of ego you know i think i think more often than not you come across men at least when you're dating that are very egotistical nothing bothers them nothing nothing upsets them at least that's what they say when really it's the exact opposite but with men like michael they're just very very precious and if she doesn't pick him at the end i would love to see him as the bachelor i agree um side note remember when we were looking him up as we were going through the men and he has like a non-profit for um yes Julie, is that her name? No, Laura. Laura, sorry, 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 sorry. For Laura, he literally has like, it's either his full time job or it's like another side job that he has a nonprofit that he didn't even like mention it, which just shows you the type of person. What interests, what really interests me is the timeline between him and Laura. They met in two thousand three, they got married in two thousand twelve, which is a really long period of time. How long is that? Let me do the math because I can't do that in my head. Nine years. Nine years they dated. Nine years they dated. 2012, they get married. They don't have a kid until 2016. So they were together a total of 13 years before they shared a child together. And I thought that was pretty curious because I was wondering like... Did they purposely take things slow? I think they maybe had trouble. 
Do you think so? Because he's like older. He's in his mid 40s. He looks fantastic. I think. He's like 40 something. He looks fantastic. Yeah. He's in his 40s. Maybe something with, maybe she had a hard time getting pregnant. You think they had infertility issues? I wonder why, because I, not because I assume that they had fertility issues, but more so because I wonder if he's kind of, if he likes to take things slow. Right? I was just kind of curious. Because the timeline is very And maybe he does. And now he's like trying to find, do the opposite of like, I know what I want. I'm trying to live, um, like my life in the moment. And I know what I need. I'm still going to, I'm still in love with Laura. She's still, you know, my one and only. But he knows that it's something he's lacking because he clearly has been with someone for a really long time that he's taking a different approach which is yeah. why he's on because that's very interesting that someone like him ends up on you, yeah because how could you go from dating somebody over the span of 13 years to getting on a dating show where you mm-hmm. essentially get married get six weeks. engaged in six weeks that just doesn't seem like your normal dating pattern agreed you know what i'm saying agreed. that's why that's why they're his timeline with his wife piqued my interest because i was like holy shit like if you're a slow stepper how are you thriving in this environment well and not to mention 2019 we're in 2021 that's like not even maybe two years i don't know when she january he said january 2019. january of 2019 um so that is a really good good point but i think the pandemic could have really exacerbated his want and need to find a new relationship because I think Great without call. the pandemic, maybe he wouldn't have ended up on the show at all. That's a really but good But the call. pandemic had a way of making people like, it really is- want relationships. It isolates you. Isolates yeah, you. That's Imagine a- being a widow plus being isolated with the pandemic. You're like, I need a wife. Yeah. Like, I need to get in a really... I'm that's, so lonely. You know that, what I mean? Yeah. No, that's so a really think, good yeah. call. Um, but the date... Interesting date because like I don't see Michael being one to like get on the, the ATV buggy. or the buggy. Yeah. Katie flips it and it was really scary. Um, not not cool. No. But you know whatever. He's like, yeah, I'm down for whatever. Like he was so sweet about it. He's probably like, not my gig, but whatever. No. They they do the picnic. I think we're gonna continue seeing picnics because like there's nothing else to fucking do wherever they are. No. And he starts opening up, saying there's something really strangely comforting and familiar with you that I feel like could really be something. He was full of poetic quotes. And he says, as much as he misses his son, he feels like it's important to take time to invest in himself. I always hear that this ends in engagement, but it begins with an engagement. He's, he was everything of the sort. And I feel like when he mentioned that, like, it was important for him to take time to invest in himself, like, that definitely, like, Katie was like, hmm, what does that mean type of thing? But everything that he said he like turned it into something so meaningful he was so invested in like it was him and katie in that moment there was nothing else that could have phased him i feel like he did most of the talking because he made katie feel like she was the only girl in the entire world which after their date ends Katie even said, like, she feels like she could, like, leave with Michael and she knows it would be, like, a forever thing because that's how he made every moment together feel. To be honest with you, I think she kind of fell in love with him. I do, too. In that one date. For real, I think that she walked away from that date and she goes, oh, shit. Because you're right, she does, like, words of affirmation. And when when he said, like, it begins with an engagement, like, she was, like, she cried. I love that. She cried. No, I think that she fell in love with him. For real, like, I, I truly mean that. I think that I, she stepped away from this date and she was like, oh, God, like, I, I'm i going to develop real feelings in this experience. No, I agree. Because I think, I think for her, I think she's a very loyal person. And I think for her, in her mind, you can only truly, truly love one person. So I think for her, she's kind of she she may struggle with this dichotomy of maybe having feelings for multiple people at one time, 
And I don't think she's prepared for that because I think in her mind, she thinks I'm going to fall in love with one person. There's only one guy in this experience that I'm truly going to fall in love with. And I think after her date with Michael, she was kind of like, oh, because remember, she stepped into this date with Michael having feelings for Greg. That's true. And then she met Michael and she was like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how she navigates real, real feelings for multiple people at once. I I agree. Um, we didn't get And it. the, obviously two different um, scenarios with Greg and Michael, but the way she left the date with Michael and the way she left the date with Greg, night and day different. Night and freaking day. Um, but their dinner portion where he opened up about Laura, you know, explained his story every word that came out of his mouth describing laura was just the sweetest thing because it wasn't like a sob story he turned it into like you know she was the love of his life it was love at first sight you know they they were married they had a kid everything was really great she was diagnosed with cancer they traveled the world to try to find a cure and ultimately you know she ended up passing away and after explaining that story, he was able to turn that to make it to turn it back to Katie and their relationship, still honoring Laura, but making Katie still feel like their love is something that could ten- potentially be so real mm-hmm. and unique and different, not forgetting about Laura because it's very clear that, you know, that's still something that will always be a part of him, but the fact it just like I don't know how many I don't I I really can't count on my fingers like how many men could could do that slim to none and honestly I think when she says like there are people that may feel I'm gonna kind of condense it to what I understood from it but this is not me really quoting her because I don't remember exactly what she said but she said something to the effect of some of the people would feel jealous or insecure when you speak about your wife that way, but not me, I would feel honored to be in lo- like be with you. And then when he says that what an honor it would be to fall in love twice, goodbye. Goodbye. He was so... I'm, I love him. It was so beautiful. Everything that came out of his mouth. And honestly, I really have to give so much credit to Katie because... Two, both of them are just two mature adults and the way that she took that honored Laura first of all the first word that came out of her, her mouth was honoring Laura and then from then on she like said this rose is for you and whatever his son's name is like I don't did you catch that uh James James like she is just I feel like the key word for Katie and Michael is like, he listens to her. She listens to him. They are listening to each other the entire time that they're talking. And when they, when someone speaks back, you're, you know that they're taking everything that you said and answering it. It's not like one piece of what they said. You know how sometimes you're like, you only hear the last word of the sentence. So you say something like they were just totally immersed in that awful, sad conversation that turned into just like, hopeful love i feel like for both of them and she left feeling like michael could like she knows if she left with michael it would be a forever thing because he is an amazing human being who doesn't take love lightly even Mm -hmm. said to her he would hit the road if he knew it was not you know Mm -hmm. an actual thing and i'm just really looking forward and he even acknowledged like you know it's going to be hard to see other men with you but i'm going to be respectful like he was just everything of the sort, and if he does not win Katie's heart, he 100,000% needs to be Bachelor, or, like, mm. I think I might turn the show. We might have to find a different show. Honestly, I think that might be the nail in the coffin. <laughs> no, it, it might be. I I really enjoy him, and I think he's a really, really strong uh, front runner for sure. What happened after their date? I think that was it. We didn't they, even get a rose ceremony, right? So they saw the fireworks, she gave him the rose, and then they went back to the... 
they were like, oh, getting ready for the another group date. And I'm like, oh, it's 9.53. Like, what, what are we seeing a, another group date in seven minutes? Mm-hmm. But they go back to the house and um, all of the guys, what's his name, started calling out Thomas again. Um, Hunter, Hunter calls out Thomas. Hunter calls out Thomas. Whatever. Um, they, it, it's like back to to the same fucking shit about him not being there for the right reasons. Um, and it doesn't foreshadow, I don't think, into the next group date. Mm-mm. It was just the men sitting around where Hunter um, said something to, to Thomas about, like, I feel like it was so random, too, about him not being here from for the right reasons based off of what Thomas said in Nick's group date. Yeah. Um, and it kind of leaves us like, uh, it was like a cliffhanger. Yeah. It doesn't end in like an actual situation happening. We'll see it in the next episode, but yeah, I think Aaron is the one that needs to go. I can't stand him. Aaron. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm really curious to see, like, any of the men that... Because, honestly, Michael didn't stand out that much in the last two episodes that maybe that was planned. Like, the producers kind of planned it. And I think we may get surprised with a few other guys. You know? Because in this episode, the camera panned over a few guys, and I was like, who is that? Like... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. I've never seen that person before in my life. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're three episodes in. Yes. So I think that they're definitely kind of planning these dates because, like, before that I would have not. And what are the odds that the two guys that that went on a, the one-on-ones both experienced loss? I know. It's been heavy. Yeah. It has been heavy. But I prefer it over the shallow seasons because what I've noticed is with the shallow seasons, it, it ends in catastrophe. With Tasha and Zach, it was very heavy because he's experienced addiction issues and things like that. And look at them. They're thriving. And I think when you get down to like the real deep, important issues, you kind of weed out the guys that are very shallow and just kind of there just to see if it could work versus the guys that are truly there to make a real connection and they're not afraid to get vulnerable and like talk about some dark shit, you know? Yeah, and it's the age group. It is the age group. She had a lot of older guys this season. And Zach was older, too. And Zach was older. And I like that. We need more of that. I'm tired of seeing these, like, 22-year-olds. That barely have, like, life experience and Mm -hmm. make up shit as they go. Like, oh, I was, like, not a good boyfriend. Like, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm excited for this season. She's done an amazing job. She's phenomenal. I love her. I hope when they come to her about Thomas, because they will... I hope she says enough. I will decide. Because I don't want this idea that these guys can just kind of like infiltrate her as a team. And be like, oh, you need to send this person home. Like, no. And then to wrap up this episode, Blake does in fact come back. Tasha's the one that tells her there's a guy from my past that asked me. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't see her and Blake in that way but we'll see what happens i feel like he schmoo- schmoozes her to like the next level because he has a little bit of experience being on it on her season so he kind of like knows what to say i feel like blade could get deep though because we saw him get kind of emotional in a very weird way with claire so we'll see if she- he can do that with katie but in a more sincere way not in a feel bad for me way but more like uh you know real way yeah i mean it's definitely this season is interesting because there's not a lot of men that you're like that's it they're just like coming out of the woodworks like michael yeah like michael so i'm excited i think we're gonna have a successful season even if it does end short i think we're gonna see a real authentic season because just the way it's going at this pace i feel like it's meaningful connections that are being made I'm excited. Same. And she's been like really doing it on her own. So she really mad credit to her. And it's difficult to determine if the next Bachelor is going to come from her season or Michelle's season. 
I'm trying to figure out how they're doing. Did you catch that they're still looking for candidates for Michelle's season, which means they're not filming yet? No, I did not see that, but Michelle better get fucking A-class men. Oh, she is. Well, they and they started filming Bachelor in Paradise. Because it's like all the people from Matt's season, Claire season, Tasha season, like the Ivans, mm. um, the like not Chelsea, but like you know that like the the Abigails, yeah. like it's just all a mix. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be interesting because like you know how in New York like they were all hanging out with each yeah. other. So I feel like it's the way that they. I saw a TikTok of, what was the girl that was mean? She was part of the crew, Chelsea's crew. Tammy? No. Tammy was so mean. Whatever, I saw a TikTok of one of the girls in the airport. So we know she goes home. I'm going to try and find it for you and send it to you. Okay. But I'm so excited and I'm glad we're back recording. No, we, like... Because shit's popping off. Shit's popping off. We have no breaks. We are living. We're recording. We're making it work. Things are happening. And we're just, like, wanting people to find their love. Yeah, we are. We really are. Because we've already found ours. Yeah, we <laughs> Go did. Lie. Go lie. Go <laughs> lie. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll, we will be back with another episode next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.